Good morning. Hello. How are you? Um, it's so good to be talking with you. It's Sunday morning and it's rainy and gray and kind of yucky and I probably have to get moving on my day, but I wanted to jump on here and say a quick hello and talk with you a little bit about making decisions. So I am currently mid-project and I was so excited about this project <laughs> and it's not going well. <laughs> and so I, it's been forcing me to really think through, you know, what the next right thing to do is. And that is, of course, an important part of 12-step programs. So I thought I would come on here and talk a little bit about this. So welcome I am so happy you're here. I'm Holly, and I have been doing this podcast for about a year now, and I'm so, so grateful for this community and for anyone who is spending a bit of time to listen to me ramble about recovery and crafting, and it just is so helpful to me and has been this year, so thank you. And as a quick reminder, you know, one of the principles of 12-step programs, specifically the one I'm in, which is Al-Anon is that you take what you like and you leave the rest. And so I very much encourage you to do that. Um, I'm only speaking here about my own personal story and my own personal experience. And, you know, again, it can, you know, your mile may, your mileage may vary. But most importantly, I just want to emphasize that I'm not speaking as an official representative and I'm only sharing my own, my own story of strength and hope. And I hope that you find something useful here. Whether, you know, you're just here for the knitting or if you're like me, you love someone who struggles from a, from an addiction and you use um, knitting and crafting to kind of help keep you <laughs> serene. I was going to say sane, but I don't want to be disrespectful. So anyway, um, welcome and thank you. My uh, So my problem today is that, you know, I was very, very excited about these two projects. One is sewing and one is knitting. And I'll start with sewing. So I was really excited about this project. I've had this packet of vintage patterns. I found one that looked, you know, very kind of similar to new styles, it has that 80s vibe, um, flouncy. I think it's all that influence of um, the crown and Diana and fashion, early 80s fashion. So like, you know, poofy sleeves and frilly frills and just very um, sweet in its detail, but kind of like a nightgown. <laughs> I've been calling it like Diana maternity wear cosplay. And I sewed this up and I sewed this up in two fabrics. It's not expensive fabric. It's fab. One is that, you know, fabric I had in my stash and that wasn't expensive. It's a kind of Swiss dot that I got pretty affordably. And I've had it now for about a year or so why not cut into it and then the other one was this um, retro print cotton and steel like quilting cotton which you know I probably should have known this would not go well but it was such a cute pattern and it was such an affordably priced yardage for you know really quality company that and it was also sold by somebody who you know has a shop in my neighborhood um, and so you know I just I bought it and I thought why not so I did everything right. I twalled the pattern. 
I, well, I should say that I thought I did everything right, but of course you make mistakes along the way. So I did some minor mistakes, but I twalled the pattern. It looked really promising. I worked very methodically. I didn't push through. I was doing two versions at the same time, but I was, you know, again, I would stop when I got tired. I did make a few dumb mistakes that I didn't notice until well into the process. So I think I kind of have to do some workarounds, but I'm at that point where you can try it on and you're like, meh, womp womp. This was not worth the effort, is what I thought to myself. And I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. And I wanted to talk about that because that's kind of, I think, you know, I was texting a friend and I was like, this is part of the process, right? Where you absolutely hate the thing you made that you spent all this time on and you just want to throw it out. And... I want to talk about that feeling and how that might be connected to some of the issues of recovery that I work with. And then um, the second project that I'm working on is a pair of socks. And I love the yarn and I love the pattern, but I'm not sure I'm loving the connection between the two. And again, I did everything right according to my own standards. <laughs> that might be the problem. I, you know, I, I really thought about the, the yarn. It's a three-ply yarn, and I really thought about the pattern, which is a cable pattern, which, you know, three-ply yarn is what you want for a cable pattern. It is, you know, it makes the, the odd number of plies make the cable pop. So if you want something to kind of stick out, you want that odd number of plies for, for that and it's a sock yarn, and it's a really nice sock yarn, and it's a nice color, and I just thought, oh, it'll be great. But the problem that I'm having is that it's a little bit thicker, you know, it's a fingering weight, but it's kind of more towards the sports side, that it's just kind of super chunky, and I'm not quite sure that was what I was envisioning when I cast on. And that again... <laughs> maybe like it might be related to the work I need to do in recovery because so much of my depression comes from this disjuncture about what I expected would happen and what in reality is happening and that's hard right like in my head everything's gonna look amazing or I'm gonna work really hard and there's gonna be a really wonderful payoff but even when things go well it doesn't quite live up to what I was expecting. And of course, when it goes wrong, it's certainly not living up to my expectations. And so I've taken a pause from both projects and I'm trying to regroup. Now I have some strategies and this comes from crafting, like not from recovery work that I'm going to apply. I think reverse engineer this, like I'm going to take the things I've learned from knitting and bring it to Al-Anon um, in my own personal program. I'm not saying you should do that, but I'm doing that. So one of the things I've learned is that sometimes you've got to keep going and sometimes you've got to stop. And right. And that's like so simple. <laughs> You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. But it's true. You really do need to know when to hold them and when to fold them. And um, that's the devil's in the detail, right? That's the real trick. How do you know when to quit? And how do you know when to forge on? Or to put it much more poignantly, and again, really, really painstaking for me was the decision, should I stay with my partner or should I go? 
Um, how much is too much? And that's such a massive issue for me. That was like many years in the making. And one of the things that um, helped me both in the small scale with my projects, but then also with those big life decisions is that, you know, you'll know when you know and when it's clear. And until then, you just keep trying to do the next right step, do the next right thing, do the next right thing. And that's really what I'm going to practice today with my weird sewing projects and with my knitting. I'm not yet sure that the yarn and the pattern is off. The cable is popping. I just, you know, it might be that there's a problem of my expectations. It might be a problem of perspective that right now I want it to look one way and it's actually looking wonderfully in its own way and I just can't get over that disconnect. And so with time, you know, if I keep hugging away on the project, if it keeps, you know, as long as the knitting is continuing to give me joy, which it is, I love cable patterns. Who cares that I might not love these socks right now? I think the process is worthwhile and I should keep going with it. And maybe with time, when I set them aside, I'll decide, oh, these were actually really lovely in their own iteration. And what was Whatever I thought I wanted was not what I wanted. It's this. This this in, in real life is is enough. And it might be that some decisions need to be made, which brings me to my weird Diana cosplay maternity wear sewing project, which is there are some decisions that need to be made. One, I think I need to, and it's it, they're not the decisions I anticipated. So I thought that I would want the floaty fabric to be a super long maxi dress. So, you know, I could either, with sewing, I feel like there are two options for me, cut it really short and make it into a top or add a giant ruffle and make it into a dress. And right now it's like tunic length. So it's like either go short or go long, but where it's at needs some, some work. And I think that's the answer that I thought with the floaty fabric, that would be the one to go long, but I think that's wrong. I think I want to cut that one really short, um, and make it into a kind of cute top that's sort of wearable on Saturdays, not necessarily for work or anything like that. But of course, every day is a Saturday for work right now. (laughs) I'm always working from home still, so why not? Um, I think it might be Zoom appropriate. And um, so I think that's my plan for that is to cut it. And then for the other one out of the quilting cotton, which you would not think going long is the way to go with that, but I think the color and everything just might work. I think it might be um, old-fashioned enough in the fabric that it'll kind of work um, and, you know, double down on the 80s-ness of this pattern and this fabric choice. So I think I'm going to add the ruffle to to the to the quilting cotton one and hack the floaty Swiss dot one and maybe then finish them up so that they're totally wearable and then stick them in my closet and not look at them for a while and decide later if these are wearable or not when I have um, clarity of perspective. And so for me, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm at this like crossroads and I'm just trying to figure out what the next right thing is. On one project, it's to keep going and stay stay on course. And the other one is to make some decisions and live with those decisions. You know, at the end of the day, these might be two total busts of a project, <laughs> but what have I lost? Not very much. Um, and I've gained some some confidence in my ability to make decisions. So 
that's where I'm at right now. I'm going to stop. I do think there's some like longer range issues for this. One of the things I am finding really helpful is that if I just do the next right thing, um, I get further in the project. Like there are certain points where I do need to forge ahead, like do the tricky thing, like turn the heel so that the project doesn't languish as an unfinished object. And there are other times when I just need to set that dang thing aside and give it some breathing room. Like you do not want to push ahead on buttonholes, for example. But again, that's really about trusting my instincts. And I certainly do that in terms of, you know, the practice of crafting. And I'm learning how to do that in my life, right? Like when I should make a decision, whether it's financial or whether it's about my kids' schooling or whether it's about my emotional needs um, or whether it's really big life-changing decisions, like some of the ones that I've made in the past year about how I'm going to protect myself from this really baffling, cunning, and progressive disease of alcoholism. And they were hard decisions, and I'm learning to live with the consequences. So, yeah, I think I'll stop there. I think maybe I'll pick this topic up again later, because I think this has a lot to do with where I'm at in step four, making inventories, and kind of going through my stash, and finally just cutting into some fabric that I, for whatever reason, find too precious to use. But they're bigger topics, and so I've rambled long enough. So up and I just want to thank you again for being here I want to wish you the happiest of Sundays I want to encourage you to trust your instincts whether it's to forge ahead or to cut and slash and frog and unravel um because again really that's just you know the work of crafting and the work of life so Wherever you are, I hope you have some beautiful materials to work with. I hope your projects are bringing you a lot of joy, whether they're in the puzzle stage or whether they're in the zen, zone out, knit, and enjoy it stage. And I will talk to you all soon. Take care. Bye.